Anita, how's your mental health? <laughs> Questionable <laughs> at all times. You know this. Yeah. How's the mental health of your children? Um, also a little bit tricky. Can I tell you my experience in trying to find therapists for myself and my kids, Mel? Yes, please. Okay. This is how it goes. You ask around your friends and your family for a referral for somebody who's nearby. You finally find somebody who sounds like they might work for your family. You give them a call and you find out that A, they're not accepting new patients or B, they have a huge wait list. So you start over again and you ask people if they know anybody who would be a good therapist and a good fit. Finally, you find one, you go and you meet with them and you figure out that you don't actually like them that much. But it's been so much work to find somebody who you can go to in your area that you're kind of stuck with them. Well, do you have any ideas for how to get around this? Um, I do, because guess what? I've actually had some therapists that I have found on my own, which involves what you're saying. Sometimes I remember one time I was like three hours in the bathtub on my phone looking through yeah. websites. I was such a prune at the end. But I have also had the experience with working with BetterHelp and it was like, I, I don't want to say too good to be true, but because it is true, but it's like amazing because I was matched with my therapist within 24 hours. And you didn't have to go through all of that other ridiculous process of trying to find somebody. And here's the cool thing too, is if that person didn't work out for you, you can just switch and say, and it's not like you're committing to another years long search for somebody who you're going to jive with. It's true. And I lucked out or maybe just BetterHelp is really good at matching people together because I never had to change my therapist. I loved her. Perfect fit for me. And I know that some of our friends have used BetterHelp and they've had to change therapists and boom, same day can change. Easy peasy. You can ghost your therapist. <laughs> Get a new one. I love this idea. BetterHelp is one of our sponsors. If you use our promo code, trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN, you get 10% off your first month and we totally recommend it. Yes. Get some therapy. That's <laughs> trybetterhelp.com slash WWDN. And guess what? We can be as loud as we want because nobody's sleeping. Nobody's home. Yes. Welcome. Yay! Welcome to our podcast. Welcome. Welcome. I'm Anita. I'm Mel. Hey. What's up? You know. The use just dealing with death and things. Widow shenanigans. Shenanigans. Uh, we were, we did not make a podcast last week. Nope. We intended to. We sure did. What happened? Thanksgiving. Holidays. And we're going to tell you a little bit about it. But first, welcome to our podcast. Where we try to figure out. Widow, we do now. Okay, let's talk about freaking Thanksgiving. Actually, my Thanksgiving was okay. The actual like after holiday itself was okay. Yeah, because I've learned just to keep myself in a in a controlled environment. Uh huh. So I actually had an okay time. Like and a I hermetically went, sealed exactly environment. You did Thanksgiving at your house mm -hmm. with lots of people. Not very many people, which was also helpful. Mm, okay, so a few people. It was like low stakes. <laughs> We have a guest in our <laughs> in our premises pod basement. Yeah, it's a dog. His He's name's Finn. Looking right at me. Yep. He wonders what we're doing. Anita hates dogs, and I brought my dog. I don't hate dogs. Well, let's talk about your Thanksgiving because okay. you were not okay. I was not okay. Um. So this is all my firsts. So I didn't really know what to expect. Um, and I expected it to be hard, but it was harder than I thought it was going to be. So tell us a play-by-play. -play. <laughs> so, um, woke up in the morning, went to the bathroom. Do you want that detailed or maybe not quite so detailed? I mean, I do, but I don't think like <laughs> our friends that are in... Is it called Islington, Great Britain? What? We what? have some people from england listening i hope maybe they won't listen after this because i think our indian listeners stopped indian listeners stopped after we mentioned them what about bosnia and herzegovina we still got those guys going on maybe okay so thanksgiving um in the morning i always run the 10k we live in utah and it was snowing like cray cray here it was wet snow too it was really thick it was wet it was good for making 
There goes Finn. There goes Finn. Sorry, everyone, for the dog noise. I can't do much to edit that out. Maybe you won't even notice. Maybe. Um, so in the morning, I always run a 10K, and it was really snowy, but that wasn't going to stop me. Um, and actually, that was a good part of the day, even though most people would think that would be a terrible part of the day. That was fun. I came home with like six inches of snow on my hat and didn't win a pie, but maybe won a pie, but didn't get a pie. What? Why? <laughs> because I either took 15th place or fourth place or first place, but it was mayhem and pandemonium. So I don't even know. I'm even more confused. Because some people showed up to re- that were signed up for the 10K and then were like, screw this and ran the 5K. So their time for a 10K was really fast. Oh, so they gotcha. beat me, but they didn't really beat me. So you so, won. But I don't know. You did. Let's be honest. You won everything. No, I don't win anything. You went to Hawaii because you won. Because I won. Yeah. Anyway, it was that was cool. And then I came home and we got ready to go to... I watched the dog show. Yes. Yes, for a little while. Um, and The laid. bulldog won. I know. I feel like the bulldog always wins. No, they don't ever win. What? Are you serious? Finn, can you just lay down? Yeah, poodles and stuff win. He's like biting my carpet. <laughs> There's something on there to eat. So I brought my other dog over one time and he started cleaning Anita's floor with his tongue. <laughs> and so we were hoping... My other dog, Finn, will do the same thing. And now it looks like he just wants to eat the carpet. But it's probably because there's, think there's like, like food on the carpet. Chocolate on the carpet. Hey, you don't eat that, Finn. Come here. That is so funny. Did you see the golden retriever named Daniel? I didn't remember his name was Daniel, but there was an... I did. And there was another dog with a human name that I thought was so funny, like Blaine or Kevin. <laughs> probably. I, I can't like, remember that I liked one. those ones. Um, I wanted the sheep dog to win. They are so fluffy. He's so fluffy. My favorite part of the sheep dog commentary was they asked the groomer, or not the groomer, they asked the owner, handler, how much time he spends, how many hours a day or minutes a day he spends grooming. And he said, all of them. Oh, man. See? I know. I couldn't do it. But I would love to have one. A sheep If dog? I didn't have to groom it, I would just shave it. That was Finn. Paul he McCartney was... had a sheepdog, by the way. Named it Martha. Did. And he wrote a song about it called Martha, My Dear. Was it about a sheepdog? Yeah, his Old English sheepdog. Oh, wow. That's cool. Did you know that? No. Well, you know the Beatles. And you yeah, know I that know, song. I know the Beatles. Do you I know that song? I didn't. No, I don't think I do. Do I? We which, would be so Which album is it on? The White Album. Okay. The White Album. I love the White Do Album. Do you? It's so weird and I cool. I know. It's super weird. I'm trying to remember any songs that I know on the White Album. Oh, man. Blackbird. Okay. Oblada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is important, everybody, just so you know. <laughs> this is more okay. important than the podcast. Okay, so ta- let's get back to Thanksgiving. Okay. You walked, watched the dog show. Watched the dog show. Um, got some pies cooked. That was my job this year, and I like cooking pies. So that was fun. That was good. And then it was time to go to actual Thanksgiving dinner and that is like actual thanksgiving i feel like like all of the rest of the stuff you can kind of pretend like it's a different day does that make sense but not the dinner but not the dinner because that's like actually when thanksgiving is so um when we were getting ready to go i felt this like huge sense of panic like oh no oh no oh no oh no like can we just let's just pause let's just freeze let's just not go let's not do this day i don't want to go um and just like ah but we went, obviously, and I felt mm-hmm. like this. Uh, like a zombie? Let's just not not continue forward because then I won't have to face it and deal with it. But we went, and when we got there, I just feel this like weird sense of... I don't even know how to explain it. But like if this is my normal level up here, I just feel like I'm down here. I just feel very blah. So then we got there. It's called depression. I know, but it's, I don't know. It could, because it doesn't, it's not like, doesn't stay for a long period. So anyway. Um, also depression. Dang it. Okay. Apparently I am feeling depression. And then we got there and we started to eat and I just started to cry. During 
the dinner. During the dinner, but I didn't cry too, too much. But then my six-year-old says, are you crying? And I was like, yeah. Why are you crying? Oh. And I was like, I feel really sad. And he was like, why? <laughs> so then I was like, what's wrong with you, child? But not really. Then I just had to go blow my nose and then I was okay. At least you didn't blow your nose onto your food and you just had tears going onto your food because yeah. that can be just a salt substitute. It was like a salt. Yeah, it was salty and it made the dinner delicious. It's like instead of turning lemons into lemonade, you turn tears into seasonings. <laughs> Gross. I seasoned my turkey with tears. Um, it wasn't. Oh it wasn't quite that bad. <laughs> and then... Just for the rest of the weekend, because my kids were home the whole time. That's really bad for my emotions when they're around me all the time. That's bad. It's kind of... Orphanage. Orphanage. Hashtag orphanage dreams. (laughs) I don't even know. I feel really conflicted about that. I have a lot of conflicted feelings. The good thing is, is that while I was in this depressed state i had some clarity of how i needed to do things differently with my kids Ooh, explain specifically around bedtime so my sister-in-law has been coming over um on school nights to help me get the kids ready for bed and it takes forever and my kids are masters of making it take a really long time and it's like the worst part of the day for me but I had like this clarity because since it wasn't a school night, I did bedtime by myself for like almost the whole week. And I was like, this isn't working. This is not how this can happen anymore. So I was like, we've got to do bedtime different and I'm going to have to be meaner about it. And we're going to have to change some things. And I felt really good about that decision because I decided I needed to make some changes to bedtime. And that was, that's probably a good thing. And hopefully it will be a good thing. So that was good. So basically, the entire day of Thanksgiving minus the race was super hard. Yeah. But you had some good things come from it, like your clarity for bedtime. Yeah, maybe not just from Thanksgiving itself, but from the whole weekend. Would you like to hear about my weekend? I would. Thanksgiving was fine, like I said earlier. The next day, I started going through Scott's boxes that are in our garage. Why did you feel like what? prompted you to do that i have to clear it out because my dad has another storage unit that he wants to empty out and he needs to put the boxes in there so he can save some money so it's time but it's also some of my stuff too so uh i it was actually okay because i don't care about like things and objects Mm -hmm. so i i just got myself in a mindset of purging and went in for like an hour and just like did a bunch of stuff and then we went to take the stuff to the trash cans and then got some soda my friend helped me and it was actually okay good i would say that i got a good six hours worth of work over the whole entire day wow yeah so it was fine uh i just got in my non-emotional state Mm -hmm. just kind of got it done and but i think the next day was really hard and i don't think it had anything specifically to do with that i think it's just like at times things compound like holidays and doing stuff and then you're tired and then who knows what it's snowing and um then anita and i were texting i hate everything (laughs) and we were like that for a week and now we're finally recording again so it just was hard but i i did have a meltdown on sunday after thanksgiving and i was i play piano occasionally at a church in salt lake that has a band it's the best and and super fun and i love all the people there and we had a rehearsal before the service on sunday morning i'm just laughing because what's Finn, he eating i don't know oh. there's like stuff to eat apparently on he's the... like a maid a dog maid. this is making me feel like <laughs> what are you even finding do i want to know they are so it's crazy what they find um, I, so I had a meltdown, we had the rehearsal before the service mm-hmm. and, and I was, I think just a, a ton of stuff hit me and I had a panic attack and I, so I texted Suzanne, the person in charge. I love her. Hi, Suzanne. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. Can I bring my dog in for the rehearsal? Uh, 
because I'm not okay. And she was so great about it and helped me through it. And then like talked to me after the rehearsal and I just like sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and sobbed and, uh, and she was so great and helped I'm me so through that. I'm so happy to hear that. Is that weird? That like that you I cried sobbed. in public? <laughs> I know. That's how you know it's super bad. That makes me feel better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Monday came and I actually really love when there are not holidays because I like normalcy and I really like Every- when there are not holidays. <laughs> I do. I've been this way since my grandma died in like oh. 2005. Sometimes we assume that unless we had a huge life insurance payout, we don't really need to know anything about investments or even finances. But guess what? A little knowledge of finances is critical for all of us. Maybe your partner was in charge of that stuff, and now you find yourself making all the decisions. Maybe you're mad about that. Maybe I am. Nicole from the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast is here to help. She tackles financial literacy by telling the stories of women and widows and finance experts and shares the lessons they've learned as certified financial planners. Whether you know a lot and feel confident in your financial decisions or feel unsure about all of that stuff, there is more to learn. Listen and subscribe to the He's Gone But The Money's Not podcast on all podcast platforms. This ad was paid for by Rock House Financial, an SEC-registered investment advisor. You've been a bah humbug yeah. ever since then. Yes, ma'am. Um, so I'm fine now. But I was so excited for my kids to go back to school. I was like, thank you. Please leave me alone. Anita and I had a great outing the other day, too. Mm-hmm. I had to go to the dentist to get my crowns on from um, this grief nonsense and like deal with whatever that, that nonsense was. That doesn't sound was. like a great time. No, but they numbed my face, mm-hmm. and, and after I just wanted to go buy mascarpone cheese. But she couldn't say it. No, I realized her face was numb, so she was like, "I need to go buy more for her." And nobody could tell what she was asking for, and so they just sent her home from the grocery store empty-handed. Yeah, try to say mascarpone when your face isn't moving. None of that was true, by the way, except for she did want mascarpone. I did, and I could not say the word. But Anita and I went later and got it and had a cheese adventure, mm-hmm. cheese venture, and soda adventure. I got the yummiest cheese. I love it so much. What kind is it again? It's goat cheese, which you don't like, but mm-hmm. I love, but it's grapefruit and fig. It's so delicious. Wow. Um, the other thing that happened over the weekend that was really hard was putting up the Christmas tree. Oh. Sent me into a state of dress. And um, now it's okay. Like the Christmas tree is okay. And I'm glad that we put it up because it feels like christmas and it's good it was just hard to actually do it like rip the band-aid off but now it's okay do you think we should get into our topic now yeah well i think it's ironic it was super ironic because last week when we were trying to decide if we could muster up getting together and to talk about our topic the topic that we had chosen was super funny because it was um coping strategies and we were not coping at the time so we had to cancel our coping strategy was to not do anything so, um, we're going to talk about some of our coping strategies. Last weekend, our coping strategy was to not do anything and to just take our time feeling how we felt. My coping strategy was to eat cookies in the shower. Mine was to drink soda in the tub. <laughs> I think I I text you from the tub a lot. Yeah. You probably told me that while I was I've in the texted tub. you from the shower, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not a good thing for the phone but um that is actually one of the things that i do a lot more that i didn't used to do shower yeah and like this is i don't know this is maybe too much information but like i'll get in the shower and then i'll be done and then i'll just like sit on the shower floor until there's no more hot water sorry environment anyway i would do that anyway without a dead husband oh see i didn't really ever do that I unless i was showers, like though really i love baths and now i take three baths a day at times yeah. it helps me feel better when i'm sad uh-huh. or sick or cold or okay. bored <laughs> i do like to get in the bathtub every so often but i would rather just get in the shower and be there for a long time so that's one of my that is one of my coping strategies for reals the shower yeah, and it. yes, I have eaten in the shower, and cookies are hard to eat in the shower, but popsicles? 
Easy. Those are fun to eat in the shower. I used to eat nachos in, in the tub all the time. And when Scott <sighs> first died, I was just in the tub constantly. Mm-hmm. You were like a pruny, pruny yeah. male all the time. Yeah. And my mom would bring me food and I couldn't what? make food decisions because I didn't care. And, and also just because my brain was so broken. I'm like, I can't even choose if you give me choices. So she'd bring me just stuff. Here you go. Now I really Eat want this. some. Now I really want some nachos, mm, though. I love tub nachos. Tub nachos. <laughs> I think that is the. That's a very strange thing. So Try it. I'm going to. I think that uh, when you're talking about coping strategies, like a big, a big, big, big one that we have a difference between us about is drugs. Yes. So I thought we'd talk about drugs first. You okay. cool with that? Yeah, I love drugs. Um, so. When Jason first died and I went to the doctor because I wasn't sleeping at all and I asked them for some sleeping medication, the doctor also said, I'm going to give you some antidepressants and you should take them. And I was like, okay, I don't know what is going on in my life. So I brought home the antidepressants and I took them for a few days and I could not stay awake. So I stopped taking them and I haven't taken them ever since, but I have taken drugs to help me to sleep every once in a while. But you did something else to find antidepressants. Pharmacogenetic testing. What? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Did I explain this ever before? Uh Uh-huh. Sort of. I mean. Okay. Pharmacogenetic testing. And we've referenced this er on earlier episodes. We have? Yeah. Oh, cool. I thought you said that we had. No. We haven't talked about it on this. You just talked to me about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Pharmacogenetic testing is DNA testing to find out what drugs your body can metabolize the easiest. Now, it's not just for anti-anxiety or anti-depression. It's also for anti-seizure medication, anti-inflammatories, like pain meds, all sorts of things. Who does this testing? I found a place in Orem, Utah called Bristol Health I don't know where you can find it in other areas of the country or world, but pharmacogenetic testing, pharmaco like with a pH. (laughs) So it's really cool. They, uh, they make it so it's affordable for you to do. It was like 150 bucks, which is not a big deal. And I like a blood test. It's a swab. Oh yeah. Um, but I got the printout. It's super cool. It tells me which drugs I'm able to process and which ones. So they have columns, like a green column, yellow, and red, and it just tells you which ones work best for you. And did you, because before you did that, hadn't you tried a few different ones? Yeah. And this was all before Scott died because this was from my car accident stuff. So I would like to preface this with saying I actually do not love medication. However... With trying exercise and oils and yoga and eating better and all of the things. I thought you were going to say yogurt. Yogurt as well. Mm-hmm. Trying every single thing um, and having some of them work to a point. But then having my car accident stuff happen where I had a traumatic brain injury and, you know, just life changes and who whatever. Um, the medication really did help me. So I would like to say that I always like to try everything else first Mm -hmm. to see if I can get my body naturally to be where it needs to be. And then last resort for myself is medication. So um, anyway, it was interesting because I had been on medication before, like Prozac, some some stuff like that, uh, just for seasonal depression over the years. And I never was on it for too long, but it, it worked for what I needed it to work for. But it was not working when I had the car accident. Finn is crunching away on a bone back there. <laughs> Whatever. We're nightmares. He's not licking my floor anymore. <laughs> I know. The so uh, when I got my printout from the testing, it showed me a couple drugs that were going to work really well with my body's chemistry, apparently. And none of them were the ones that you see on the commercials, like Prozac, Zoloft, all those ones that are kind of common. I didn't even recognize the names of the ones that were on the top of the list. Is it because it comes from like Serbia? I don't know. Or maybe because the makers of the drug oh. don't have as much money or don't push it as much. Yeah, I okay. don't know. We could get into that. Works. Yeah. Yes, Miss <laughs> Miss Doctor <laughs> Medical Person over here. Oh. So I tried the first one on the list and I was so lucky because it worked 
immediately. So I think that the origins of this test were for HIV testing to help save lives. So like instead of wasting a lot of time to see which medications would work and then the person could potentially die in that trial period, it's like, how can we minimize that guesswork? So I was so lucky because my the first one that I tried worked for me yeah. on that list. And what it did is it helped my brain to organize stuff a little bit better. I felt like I had energy so I could get up, um, you know, and then, of course, you like you get used to the medication. And then I had to continually go up because uh, who, who knows why. What? Um, so, yeah, I have been taking an antidepressant. I don't take any other drugs other than that unless I have like a migraine rescue drug. And... Because my car accident gave me anxiety, I had, what is it, a benzo. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Now, benzos, because I already had those when Scott died, um, I was taking one pretty frequently to sleep. And I have to say it was the best thing that I did because it helped manage my anxiety. um, It helped me to sleep. So... I don't take them very much because they make me kind of funny the next day, but I do take them when I have a bad panic attack. If you need them. Like when Jason died and I didn't know you, but for some reason I did. Um, Canceled everything. I took that drug. I was out the rest of the day and it helped me. If I cannot, if I can tell that I can't get my body back to its a normal state by itself, then I have to take that. And then it helps me. So Um, I... One of my suggestions for people, like any of my, the people that I have met who've lost a husband or a person after Jason, I'm like, the first thing you need to do is go get some sleeping pills. Like that, I just feel should be required for anybody because when you don't sleep, it's really hard. And um, yeah, so I, sleeping pills, I'm a big fan of those. I took z my friend Sarah brought me, she had her baby die. Yeah. I think I told yeah, people yeah, this yeah. and that helped, but go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, those, those drugs like that make me have crazy psychotic dreams. Just like the over the counter, like Sudafeds or like NyQuil's crazy Melat- dreams. Melatonin does that to oh, me. Oh, does it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So those ones, but my doctor just gave me um, Xanax and that's enough just to make me go to sleep and I don't have to take them very often anymore in the beginning I did because I didn't sleep at all I just laid there and thought about things um but my doctor was like I can't give you anything like Ambien because you need to be able to wake up in the night because you have kids and Ambien like you won't wake up for anything so I tell a story about Ambien yes you may I was on a gig one time and uh one of the people in the band showed up to the gig and it was an early gig and it was out of town and the person looked super bad and sleep deprived. And I was like, Hey, are you okay? What's wrong? And for that particular gig, (laughs) the band had to share rooms with, with other bandmates. uh Well, I guess the person that he shared with was on Ambien and he goes, my friend goes, I was sharing with this person and this person takes Ambien and he woke up in the middle of the night and peed in my suitcase <laughs> over my clothes. So I have been up washing my clothes what? in the bathtub since four in the morning. And I <laughs> felt bad, but I didn't because I couldn't stop laughing. Because like, come on, that's the best story ever. That is and the worst. Really crazy. <laughs> I wonder how he felt when he woke up and the guy was like, I'm so mad at you. You peed in my suitcase. I don't know if the guy ever became coherent. Oh, just like, my gosh. I'm sure he did, but... That is hilarious. So, sidebar, okay. sorry. So, no Ambien for me. No. Because, anyway. So, that's just like um, a drugs... Drugs... Drugs, drugs, drugs. Drugs, drugs, drugs. I don't okay. Know what Moving on. Um, something interesting, though, still on drugs, is that um, when I was trying to decide if I was going to try a different antidepressant or if i was just gonna try and go it without one of those i was talking to my sister-in-law about it 
And she was helping me because just like before, I was like, I don't know what this is. And you're like, that's depression. And I'm like, no, it's not. Anyway, she was like, depression doesn't always just mean you're sad either. She was like, it exhibits itself as irritability and um, inability to like think. And, And so anyway, there are other there are other reasons than just being really sad. And irritability is totally me when I'm feeling it, when I'm like in the cave. I'm super mean. Like, I'm so irritable. On Thanksgiving, you were telling me you were mean. I was mean. I was like, I hate all of you. Where? Why are these shoes on the floor? And they're like, we're children. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to throw all your shoes in the trash and make you walk to school in the snow with no, no shoes. And you'll have bloody feet. And they're like, they're like, please, where is the orphanage now? <laughs> no, they're like, mom's broken. <laughs> we need a new one anyway it's it's terrible because then i feel so guilty because i'm so mean to him but also it's it's hard because kids are hard in general and when your brain is not where it needs to be it's even harder anyway so um every once in a while i think about maybe i do need to try antidepressants but then i don't want to either because it's like such a commitment it is. Um, I actually wish that I, my body was not broken at the time Scott died because exercise is such a big help. Yes. Speaking and you can of do which, that. Yes. So I would say if I was listing um, coping strategies, exercise is on the very, 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 very top of that. So for me, um, I can feel a huge difference if I don't get to swim or bike or run during the day. Like generally, um, I don't do anything on Sundays and Sundays are always the hardest day for me because my kids are with me all day and I don't get the nice drugs, brain drugs, chemicals, brain chemicals from exercising. So um, it's kind of an interesting thing because I um, often need help for me to be able to get something done like that and it's hard sometimes to ask people to do that because it seems like it's kind of a selfish activity but really it's like for me it's the same thing as taking a pill so So that's self-care that's how i have to think about it is it's like medicine for me it's not something that i'm doing so i can be skinny or you know beautiful or things like that it's so that i can survive and not kill people really Mm -hmm. so in the past have you felt guilty about self self self-care before all this stuff no i haven't either scott actually this is kind of rude sorry scott not sorry he's dead whatever um he because i've had to do self-care stuff for years and years Mm -hmm. because i have high stress and there's all sorts you're a musician i'm a musician so there's just a whole lot the crazy crazy in the first place crazy um and so i got in the habit of doing that um and I think he got mad because he's like, you self-care all the time. Da, 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 da. I'm like, if I didn't do this, you would probably be murdered by now. Leave me alone. Leave me so alone. So that was hard to have kind of guilt placed on me from yeah. the person in my house. But I don't regret it. Self-care is great. It's like the thing when you get in an airplane and they're announcing mm-hmm. this stuff and they say, mm-hmm. put the mask on yourself before you help your child. Yeah. I think it's just always better to make sure that you're, you're responsible for yourself. You're the only one that's responsible yeah. for you. Make sure you're okay so that you can be the best for others. So I feel guilty about self-care now, though. Because I said that? No, not oh. because you said that, but because before I felt like Jason was my partner. And so I could be like... I need this and he would be understanding of that and he would take up the slack. But now when I need to ask other people who aren't Jason to help support me in something, it makes me feel very vulnerable and it makes me feel very, um, what's the right word? Needy. Yeah. But like, but when I have to tell somebody what I need, then they get to know and they might be judging like, why would she need that? You know what I'm saying? That kind of a thing. So I, I, it's a lot different for me now than it was before. Before it was a little bit easier because I would just be like, Jason, like I need to go for a run. And he'd be like, you do need to go for a run because you're mean right now. <laughs> and so I would go for a run and he was just really understanding of that. But now that I have to get outside people to help me, it's harder for me. Yes, Mel. Anita, I have a question. What's your question, Mel? So I know that I mean, I don't have kids, but I also, sometimes when I feel bad, I just wish that 
I could have extra help just in anything. Mm -hmm. And so you do have kids and what, can you explain a little bit about what it's like to feel like you need the help and maybe sometimes expect help, but then feel guilty about it. But then there is no other person on the planet that has the responsibility to your kids and you that Jason did because he was your person and he's their dad. This is like... It's very complex. What you just explained was like the feeling that I feel all the time. And it's like being in the basement of a giant building and then it collapsing on top of you. It feels so suffocating to know that they're your responsibility and you need to take care of them. And they have all of these needs and being a parent in normal circumstances is hard. And now you're on your own and you need help from people, but also understanding that other people have their own deals going on. So they're responsible to their kids and not to my kids. And so when I ask for help for them, they're going above and beyond. It's like bonus for them. So it's, it's a, it's an oppressive feeling. I would describe it as that, like feeling beholden to people, um, because they're not my person they're not respond you know jason it was his kids it wasn't like i was like hey can you watch this random lady's kids or even friends or even extended family members it's still not the same thing so you're a really self-sufficient person ish i am too well let's talk about before all this happened oh okay before all of our lives exploded we are really self-sufficient i would say yeah from what i gather from talking to you and i know that i was just like i felt i felt like i had to be responsible for myself for everything Mm -hmm. even when i was married and um it's been super hard for me to have to ask for help has that been hard for you yes what is it like for you i just get so nervous about people um not judging me it's not that's not the right word but kind of judging me like determining if what i'm asking for is really necessary or not and before this i wouldn't say that i was self sufficient but jason and i together i felt like we're able to take care of most things i still needed um some help before with my kids like when i was working um so that was my neighbors would probably be like, you've never been self-sufficient, Anita. You're always like, hey, can somebody watch my kids? Anyway, it's just got a different tone. But people have been so, so incredibly nice to me. Um, I can't even tell you the nice things that people have done for me in watching my kids. But I always get nervous about when that's going to end, when they're going to be like, okay, it's been long enough. You should be taking care of your own kids now do you feel like that's kind of how you're feeling right now um almost a year out but not quite i'm just i it hasn't happened yet people are still more than willing to help me i just worry about it like inside their heads if they're like rolling their eyes when i'm like hey can you like um because i've gone out of time town a few times and my neighbors will each take one of my kids um and they're so good about it and i'm like at some point in time they're gonna roll their eyes at that and be like no you know like how many trips does one lady need to go on type of a deal so that's kind of uh, that's kind of her um so we sidetracked a little bit but that's okay that's important um you want to talk about therapy yeah i love emdr therapy me too what does it stand for eye movement rapid wait eye movement desensitization d rolex reintegration (laughs) I don't know what it stands for. Rabbit meat. No, that would be R. Eye movement desensitization. Regimen? Ringo. Star. (laughs) E-M-D-R. Reprocessing. Reprocessing, everybody. Eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. If you're not familiar with EMDR... It's basically you go and they make your brain scrambled and then your brain starts working again Yep. Um, through eye movement. And it's so bizarre and I cannot explain it, but it is actually very, very, very helpful. And we have an announcement that on an upcoming episode, we have an EMDR therapist that is our <gasps> special guest. So stay oh tuned for gosh. that sometime. So, um, so when you do EMDR, they have you look back and forth quickly or any other any other activity that causes rapid 
activation of one side of your brain and then the other side. So sometimes it can be like through hand buzzers or tapping of one leg and then the other uh leg or noises like beeps from one ear to the other ear. So something that engages each. Yeah hemisphere of the brain alternating rapidly is what needs to happen um so i've been doing emdr i found it to be really helpful i know lots of people who have done emdr who have found it to be helpful including you yes ma'am and then also not emdr but just talking really helps when you've got somebody to talk to who does not have any skin in the game so to speak i would say for my therapy sessions a significantly higher percentage of those is just talking and getting stuff out. And it was much less doing the actual EMDR because EMDR is really powerful. So you can actually get through a lot even in just one session if you do that. But yeah, there's so much happening. It's also tiring. This, yeah, it's exhausting. EMDR. Did you know that you should not take a benzo before or after that for like three days? I did not know that. Because it affects the same part of the brain. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that either. My therapist told me that. Huh. No. So therapy is good. Yeah, all my kids are going to therapy. I spend pretty much my whole life at the therapy office. And um, so that's interesting. But that's another thing that do for coping. But all of these things are like official things that um, probably everybody knows about. But... But you know what they don't know about? Yeah. And you knew about it and I didn't. Uh And now I know about it. Is buying succulents (laughs) anita has given me her addiction so whenever i'm feeling sad i like to go buy succulents and it's because they're just so bizarre and weird looking and i just like to go and look at them and then buy them and i have been doing that and i have spent a lot of money on succulents and i got mel to start doing it too i know and i really like the pots they come in yeah and another thing um, this actually is one of my coping strategies in addition to now the succulents is organizing my own personal space and making my environment how I want it to be. And so that's been really helpful for me to have some little fun moments in my space and I can pick pots that I feel like are going to go along with whatever my decor is and and it looks organized and poor Finn wants to go outside, but you can't yet. Sorry. Um, so it's so fun because it accomplishes two things for me i when mel said that one of her coping strategies was like cleaning and organizing i was like come to my house and she said no nope so rude i am not a good cleaner or organizer but it's forced me this grief business has forced me to do that because when all things are going crazy in my life that's what i can control Mm, and if i'm doing super bad and it takes me a long time to get out of bed and i'm just like i need a like a mental cleanup i'll just even do something like if the pillows are kind of ski wampus on the couch i'll just do that and that helps me either get in the continuous zone of cleaning or does enough that i can do my next thing so on the flip side of that something that i've noticed that kind of it like makes sense all of a sudden i'm like oh that makes total sense um i it affects me when my house is, is a disaster i'm much i'm much more likely to have bad times and be sad when my house is a disaster and i'm not all the way in control of that because i have kids but when um my house is really cluttery and messy i am way it's way harder to manage my mental health i think that is so important i mean even before scott died i noticed that when i would have to do orchestrations or arrangements or something where i needed my i needed Mm -hmm. like brain capacity uh I needed time and I also needed to be creative and that's so hard like be creative on a deadline and I noticed that the more crazy my environment was the less that I could get done or the harder it was for me to pull through it yes when I organize stuff which is not natural for me I mean come on I'm a musician (laughs) (laughs) I'm a chaotic lady I'm the worst um when I when I had an environment that was clean and organized it helped me and my workflow so just an even if you don't have a dead husband Yes. There you go. But, but I also feel dumb that I'm 37 and that I just figured out this <laughs> and that I've just started doing it. And you've been through a remodel, as have I. Yeah. Chaos, but then how has the product of that helped you? It's not all the way done mm-hmm. is the problem. And I can't make myself take the next step because I don't want to go back to chaos. 
but I need to. So maybe I'll ask you this in a year. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So next coping strategy. So one thing that um, really has been helpful for me is to have a goal or to have something to look forward to. So the race that I did was pretty much the only thing that was keeping me um, focused and able to keep moving forward because there was something that I needed to do every day in order to reach that goal. So now I'm at a point where I don't have a goal and it's kind of messing with me a little bit. And so I need to find another goal. Yeah. And it's a lot of firsts are happening Mm -hmm. with no goal. Yeah. And especially the one year is coming up. Yes. And it's winter. Yes. It's gray and gross. Yes. And I'm terrified. Okay. Make a goal. (laughs) Report back to us on the next episode. Yeah. I don't. The thing is, is that the goal can't just be manufactured. It has to be something that you actually really want to do. So I'm trying to find what my goal is. But on that same vein, having something to look forward to is also, I would say, really important. Like something that's going to happen in the next a month or so that you're looking forward to to keep you just um okay i guess so i'm trying to figure stuff like that out too something that i can plan on doing that's not too far in the future um but you can look forward to happening like um one thing that i'm looking forward to is next week my tv show is coming out which tv show the one that you're on Yes. So the Xterra people came and like videoed me for to make a TV show and it's coming out on December 11th. Oh my gosh. We'll have to share it. Yeah. <laughs> is it on the internet or is it on It's on, on outside Netflix? TV, which I don't have access that? to. It's a cable channel. Uh, so I have to figure out how I can watch it. <laughs> a screen recording program. What? I don't even know what that means. I have it. Well, later okay anyway because i don't have outside tv i don't either so I've got i only a, have inside tvs i know i only have netflix that's also one of my coping strategies yep is to watch every single show on netflix that they've made i watch Shit's creek over and over mm-hmm. and over and over because it always makes me feel happy it's funny and calm yeah i got disney plus are you gonna get disney plus oh yeah i just haven't yet because i just haven't but i have all of the other ones hulu there's a package with Hulu. I know. That's why you got to get it. Amazon Prime, Netflix. YouTube. You, I mean, YouTube. Everybody's got YouTube. Okay. Anyway, okay. Um, so those are two things that... So a goal. Goals are good. And something to look forward to and Netflix. I have one that's sort of on the, these lines, but not mm-hmm. um, dogs for me. Oh, yeah. Okay. So first of all, I had a pug that was 14 when scott died and i knew that she wasn't going to live much longer and i also had told scott that i wanted a vishla because our friend in pennsylvania had one and i thought it was the best dog ever and i wanted it to go running with so that was a conversation before he died and and i just also thought this pug that i had that's old is gonna die and i'm not gonna be okay especially like with a dead husband and then a dead dead dog that's been with me through my divorce and through all of my mm-hmm. ho- horrible things. So, uh, three weeks after Scott died, I got my Vishla and a Vishla is a Hungarian pointing breed. They are ginger and they are known to be Velcro dogs. Velcro? Velcro dogs because they stick to you. So if you don't like to be touched, do not get a Vishla. I, whenever you say Vishla, I feel like you have a speech impediment. Really? Yeah, just because you say Vishla. And I know it's because it's like German Vishla, yeah, like like it's spelled V I Z S L A. Vishla. Uh, okay. Anyway. I just think it's funny when you say it. That's all. I'm Thanks. just making fun of you and your speech impediment. Mm, shocker. <laughs> so they, because they are pointer, a pointing breed, they can have a tendency to be uh, higher energy because they're just that's what they do. They're athletic dogs. They need to be taken outside. They need to point. Yeah. Then they're an active breed. And so I had my pug that was not an active breed. She would have laid with me for like one million hours. (laughs) And she did. So I thought I need to have this dog, first of all, puppy and a higher energy breed because it will force me to get out of bed. It will force me to train it. It will force me to do all these things that I naturally don't want to do. And I think my family at first, 
didn't react well to it. They thought, why are you doing this? You're crazy. You're not making good decisions. Mm -hmm. And now they've seen that it's like 100% hands down the best thing that's saved my life, literally, because there have been times where I've been in like passively suicidal, kind of suicidal ideation modes. And I'm like, even if I think about it, and I'm somewhere like hiking, and there's maybe some dangerous spots nearby, the dog goes crazy. So this dog can sense when I'm not okay. And so that's one of my coping strategies is um, my dog, because I have to feed it. Mm-hmm. There are times when I can't feed myself and I don't care. I still don't really care, but I know I love my dog so much and I have to feed him. And then I got a second dog so that he could have a friend. Because <laughs> your pug died. Because then my pug died, of course, six what? months and one day after Scott died. What was your pug's name? Lily. Lily. I loved her. So, um, I have to feed my dogs. I have have enjoyed actually making their own food for them, which sounds crazy. And I don't care what anyone thinks, because guess what? I got out of bed that day. (laughs) I'm pulling a face. (laughs) Chill. And I take them to training and I love training. And they, because they are really uh, naturally athletic, they do great at agility courses. So we've been in agility training and, and it's opened me up to another world that I didn't know about. Some dog people are super crazy and horrible human beings. Yeah. And a lot of dog people are the most amazing human beings, just like normal human beings. So it's been fun and interesting. And I've gone to check out some dog shows. I haven't entered any, but um, checked those things out and met some really great people. And it's helped me to have uh, something that's not music. You just basically want to live best in show yep in real life and guys what you want i'm just here to tell you if you've seen best in show it's just like a real (laughs) dog show all those things are are normal is there a guy with two left feet maybe Mm -hmm. maybe like in indiana or something (laughs) oh my gosh what's scotty's name the full name that you posted the other day yeah so scotty is my vishla and he has like 12 names i don't know i think it's like I let the nieces and nephews pick some names and oh just throw gosh. them in there. It's like Scottimus Prime, Neil deGrasse Tyson, Bob, Fritz, Montgomery. No, Shore, Shore Montgomery. Montgomery. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Is and that then, like on his papers? No. Oh. He is not a show dog that will compete in confirmation. Oh. And he, um, so he's not full fully registered. He's just limited registration. And I got him after... Basically, the entire litter was sold. But Finn is a show dog. Oh, I see. He's a show dog. Yeah. I learned about Finn's breed from Best in Show, and that's why I wanted one. And now I have a Weimar on her. Mm-hmm. And, and he needs a busy bee. He needs a busy bee. And he's, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So, yeah, he has a whole fancy name, a registered name. and Oh, what's his registered it's name? It's like Silver Bay and Pearl Essence Amazing Tricks. It's really long because it was the name of the two kennels. That's a terrible name. I know. I hate it. So I call him Finn. Yeah. Okay. I like that better. Okay. That was really long. Finn's not even a name. Is that what he said? My dad doesn't think Finn is a name. <laughs> Can I tell you something funny? Yes, go. I don't know if I've told you this before, but um, all of our kids' names are also the names of people's dogs in the neighborhood. Uh, really? Yes. That's funny. It is funny. I'm always like... Why did we name our kids dog names? Um, so the last thing that I thought of is something that I think we both do also. What? Writing. Yes. And sharing. Yes. Yeah. I find that to be very helpful to write stuff down and to try and um, express my feelings and try and nail them down. Because I don't know, like when I talk about them, I feel like I can't get them right. There's something... Uh, that helps when you physically put a pencil down or i don't know if you do it on a laptop i have yeah. to hold the, pa- oh, really? the pencil and paper no. and do it i can't do it that way because i need to be able to backspace and change it a thousand times no. because i don't feel like i can get it i just scribble no i get done and i'm like that didn't make any sense so i have to do it like i just do it on my phone but okay. i instagram a lot of stuff Probably too much stuff. Your Instagram is fun. I like that you approach it like a researcher. <laughs> I know. Well, I started doing that because before summer started, I was honestly terrified. I didn't know how I was going to spend the whole summer with my kids. And so on day two, when we had to go get stitches, I was like, are you kidding me? And so I started writing it as if like I was a, I was researching a new tribe or something and <laughs> like took myself out of the emotional role. Like I'm a completely... 
you know, non-involved, non-emotional outsider. And that's still how I write about my kids. It's I think funny. it's so great because it doesn't seem like you're wallowing. Oh, I wallow. Even though maybe you are, but like because you're presenting it non-emotionally, yeah. it's so great. I love yeah. it. Except sometimes, for sometimes I don't. Oh. Like last weekend I wrote about how I was really feeling sad and I'm sick of feeling sad. I'm sick of, I don't like this. No offense, but it's like not going to go away yet. Can you? Should I tell you that it does though? Does that help you? No, because I know it's not going to go away all the way. Yeah. So I don't know. It's such a bummer. Yeah, I, I'm honestly like, what am I going to do for Christmas? How is this going to... Cancel Christmas. I can't. Yeah. For so many reasons. Orphanage. Orphanage. Hashtag orphanage. Yeah, no. I mean, for me too, I don't want to cancel Christmas, but um, I just thought it was... I think it's going to be harder than I was anticipating, and I'm scared about it. After Thanksgiving, I was like, oh, crap. Watch like your anticipation be so bad for christmas and then it comes and you're like oh that's what i was hoping thanksgiving was going to be though i was like well i'm hoping it's going to be the the anticipation is worse than the actual event but that was not the case this time Mm. the event was way worse than the anticipation so So, yeah i just don't know um back to the writing thing oh yeah so for me um when i started my blog i didn't do it with the intention to help myself and and I think some people thought that that's what I was doing, and I wasn't. And so it was funny because I would get comments like, "Oh, I love that you're doing this. So this is such good therapy for you." I'm like, "No, no, 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 no. Like, I don't care. I just want everybody to know here's what's happening because all these things are so new to me mm-hmm. that I had no idea, and so I just want to share it. So maybe it helps somebody else. So I really appreciate when whatever we do helps someone else, which is why we started the podcast as well. We're not doing this like." For ourselves, selfishly. Well, maybe Anita is because she gets free cheese out of it. But I mean, of course, it's going to help us. But Mm -hmm. like anything we can do that's going to help others, like that's the goal. So, so starting my blog, my unicorn window blog, and then this has been really helpful um, because I know it's going to help people. And anything that's just going to be a resource that we didn't have will be great. It's a two for one, though. Because you're that trying is. to help somebody else, but it helps you. Because that's how I feel about my writing. I, I actually do it for myself. But I also keep doing it because other people say it's helpful. Like, I've had several times where I'm like, I should not be putting this out to the world. This is too much information. My kids are in it. Um, but I have a lot of people reach out and say, like, oh, it's so helpful. And so I keep doing it for that reason. But it is helpful for me, too. Yeah. So it is a two for one. It's a two for one. Um, One thing I do, if my head feels like it's so cluttered that it's stuck, Mm -hmm. I do have like a paper notebook that I write and physically write in because that helps my brain kind of get back on track. And I'm not consistent with it. I just write with it when I'm just really not okay. And for like the first year, I read, I found it the other day and I was reading through and every single one was just like, this sucks so bad. <laughs> Scott's dead and I'm so sad and I don't know where I fit. It was like the same grievances for like the entire time. Over, over. And I haven't written in it for a while because I've been better at managing and coping, coping and everything. But another reason that I like to write too, though, is just for that reason, because I think that at some point in time, either me or my kids will want to look back and be like, what happened? Like, how did we survive? What, you know, what, day-to-day type things and so um that's been another reason that i've tried to kind of document a little bit not i mean in the summer i did it every day but now it's not as often only when i have something to say but just so i can look back at some point in time or that my kids can look back and be like dude look at what we went through remember when it was that bad and And now we're we're okay we're still here and mom is still eating cookies in the shower but (laughs) but it's fine nobody died except dad it's fine okay i just thought of a a, it's not buy one get one free it's die one oh get one free (laughs) stop (laughs) i'm fired you are funny and also this is random But not because we talked about when I went through my garage. Mm-hmm. Scott has so much baking stuff. I know so much, and so I'm like, 
first of all, laughing at him because I'm like, does really one person need 43 mixing bowls? No. But also <laughs> when I told Anita, she's like, of course, you yes. need like 45 mixing bowls. Yes. I was like, does he have any measuring cups? I need some more measuring cups. Yeah. Does he have a nine inch spring form pan? Of course he does. <laughs> he has like, aren't there multiple sizes? Yeah. Of- that's why I need a nine he inch. He has like so many of them. Yeah, so she was like, one. she was being all aggrieved at his uh, his collection. And I was like, Mel, absolutely, You're like, duh. There is nothing wrong with all that stuff. Scott and Anita are baking soulmates. Mm-hmm. I know this, and know. they would have hung out, and I would have hung out with Jason, and we would have eaten pickles together and talked about Sasquatch. Sasquatch. I found my Sasquatch belt buckle the other day. What? Do you want it? Yes. I'll, break, I'll give it to you. Okay, I'm taking all of Mel's old stuff and also the nine-inch springform pen. <laughs> yes. Um, it was so funny because Scott kept collecting kitchen tools. He worked at Williams-Sonoma at <gasps> one point in his life what? only to get the discount <gasps> so he could get stuff. Like when we got married, job. we were registered there, of course. Uh-huh. So we have a lot of like high-quality things. But I need it, to come look through your boxes, apparently. You totally can. If you How want. many spatulas does he have? Are you kidding? Do you think I really counted? I just was like, there's a box full of spatulas. Like, there's probably 500. Okay. So, um, but it was funny because he, when we were married, I didn't know he was not an organized person. I just Mm. thought, I'm such a nightmare. He's going to be better than me. Oh, no. He was worse than me. Oh, no. And he kept bringing home kitchen tools. And I'm like, (laughs) Scott, you've got to organize these things. Like, you said you wanted to set up your kitchen how you wanted to have it. And he never did. And then he died and whatever. But I'm like, does somebody really need an avocado Pitter and a strawberry plucker outer of the green topping. It's called a huller. That. Uh-huh. He kept bringing stuff home and I had to finally forbid him from buying any more kitchen stuff. Mm-hmm. It didn't work, but we have so much kitchen stuff. So right before Jason died, every year before Christmas, there was a a pilgrimage to Smith and Edwards, which is like the <laughs> weirdest it, store. store. And he would just buy weird stuff for me. And so the last thing that he bought for me was a kiwi peeler slicer contraption and in my head i was like this is like dumb i don't need this but now i can't get rid of it because i'm like this is the last thing he ever gave me yeah it's a kiwi peeler slicer thing that doesn't even work that well anyway well do you want got strawberry huller um or do you already have four no i don't i'm not I don't like things to be, I like them to be multi-useful if I'm going to have them. That's why it drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. I I think I would be good with just like a paring knife and a normal knife. Some silverware. You need a chef's knife and a paring knife and a serrated knife. Yeah, that's three knives yeah. instead of 50 knives. Except for you might need a German chef's knife and a Japanese oh, like chef's Hankles knife. like Hankel's and... Jinsu or whatever. <laughs> Jinsu. Those are like from our youth. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Look, I can cut this boot in half. The <laughs> and then I can cut this tomato. <laughs> 12 <laughs> payments of twenty nine ninety nine. <laughs> um, okay. That's probably good, right? Yeah. We're just happy that we made it back to making a podcast after having to take a week off to be... Not suicidal. Yeah. Or to just not be functioning that's really where i was and it's hard to try and be like funny when you're like i hate everything mm-hmm. and i don't like my life yep which i still feel like that but definitely less acutely so yeah um what's going on this week for you what is going on i have a couple gigs uh-huh. i think they're holiday parties i had one last night i bought a lot of zevia soda so i'm gonna be drinking that a lot with the for band fun. yeah with my party band okay that I'm with a cover band and um, teaching some lessons. It's kind of uneventful. It's kind of my usual. What about you? I'm going to go to Idaho over the weekend. Mm, why? My sister, my niece um, came home from her mission. So Welcome back! Yes, Jane. Where uh, did you go? Arizona. <laughs> Short flight. Short flight. And then I got to find a place to watch my TV show because I'm going to be famous next week to the 14 people who have this highly specific cable channel. Well, (laughs) Anita, I'm so glad that we got to do this again. Except for I did have a lot of fun just going to buy cheese with you. And we bought some succulents there, too. We did. I bought a cool one that I'd never... Oh, I like it. It's called the San Severia. I looked it up. And I got a nice little cat pot with something in it. 
the high worthia. Yeah, that. That's what you got. Yep. Okay, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we'll be back next week. Yeah, it's but TBD. no promises. If you have questions, let us know. We have not been getting any questions, so we don't think anybody is Cares. really listening. Uh-huh. Um, Except for else? now, I just remember somebody asked me a question, but it's too late. Did they write it down? Yeah, somebody texted me a question. What is it? Should it, we answer it? Um, no. Let's answer it next time. Okay. Because well, otherwise that will be weird. Yeah, that's true. All right. Thanks for joining us. As we try to figure out. What do we do now? This is my favorite thing to discuss with you. Tell me. What well, is it? One of my favorite things. I do enjoy tacos and cheese and dogs. This is about how you cannot pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars for a phone plan, especially when you're a widow, your person is dead, you might have kids, you might need another option, and you just want your phone to work, you want unlimited texting and service, and you want it to be like 25 bucks a month. It blows my mind that they have plans that start at $15 a month. That is so cheap. And the cool thing is, is it uses other 5G networks, and so you don't have to pay extra for that, and you still get great service. Yep, Anita and I have traveled all over and I have used my phone. So I highly recommend it. And my mom's even on it. When my dad died, we put his phone down to the cheapest plan, which is $15 a month. And I think my mom's on the $20 a month plan and it's so worth it. It's so much cheaper than what we were all paying before. So I highly recommend it if you're on a budget or not, who cares? Ryan Reynolds is in charge of the company and they send you free stickers with Ryan Reynolds temporary tattoos. It's kind of the best. So if somebody wants to sign up, what can they do, Anita? Go to trymintmobile.com slash WWDN. Seriously, you guys, such a great idea. Save yourself some money. And if you're worried about losing data or having any changes with your phone, not going to happen. They walk you through it. Everything's fine. It's the easiest process of all time. Again, that's trymintmobile.com slash WWDN.